0: Welcome to The Muslims Are Coming, your home of current affairs, questionable commentary and chilli sauce, solid everything. With me, Ash, and my suit wearing jetpacking buddy, Billy Bazooka. Hello, hello. On this week's show, we'll be discussing why Ed Miliband secretly loves Nicola Sturgeon, why Tower Hamlets residents shouldn't be allowed to vote, and what constitutes a stag party. An East London mayor has been removed from office and a poll declared void after he was found guilty of electoral fraud. An election commissioner concluded Tower Hamlets Mayor Lutfur Rahman breached election rules and must vacate his post immediately. Four voters alleged he was using corrupt and illegal practices in last year's election, which now must be rerun. Mr Rahman, who denied any wrongdoing, has been banned from standing again. At the special high court hearing, election commissioner Richard Morey also ordered Mr Rahman to pay £250,000 in costs. Mr Morey added, the evidence laid before the court has disclosed an alarming state of affairs in Tower Hamlets this is not the consequence of the racial and religious mix of the population nor is it linked to any ascertainable pattern of social or other deprivation it is the result of the ruthless ambition of one man Mr. Maury also described Bangladesh born Mr. Rahman as an quote evasive and discursive witness whose evidence was untruthful on occasion end quote and suggested he had played race and religious cards the king of the republic
1: of Tower Hamlets
0: He's dead (laughs) islamic republic bro get that right oh sorry i mean we're going to talk a little
1: bit later about the charges against him because you're a bit of an expert on this topic aren't you ash not really but first i just want to flag up some of the ways that the media has talked about this incident because i find that very interesting so the evening standard ran with an east london mayor has been thrown out of office and branded corrupt in a dramatic court judgment yeah now i couldn't help but notice that the word corrupt Or corruption appeared four times Mm. and the word scandal appeared zero times right now I did a bit of research because I don't really have anything else going on in my life (laughs) and I looked up some of the articles from around 2009 when the MPs were using taxpayers money to fund their various pet projects like moats no pun intended however in all the articles that I came across from that time the word scandal was used many times Mm and corruption was used zero times. Right. Now, being someone who follows celebrity news passionately, I know the word scandal is usually associated with page-free girls, footballers, and Kim Kardashian, Mm -hmm. as opposed to corruption, which is reserved for various African dictators, Turkish politicians, and Pakistani cricketers. Well, I think you're playing the race card, Billy. Well, when in Rome. I mean, we are in the borough of Tower Hamlets, (laughs) are we not, Ash? (laughs)
0: well it's interesting this whole thing about scandal and corruption I think you may you, you drew up a very uh, 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 an important nuance here Bill mm. and that is that you know look Rahman for the record has not been jailed he's not been given a criminal record yeah. so in that sense if he was corrupt then why on earth is he still walking around and why on earth is he still calling political rallies? so like, in
1: that sense I mean why are they why are the newspapers using the word corruption I mean what is going on so in order to help <laughs> me understand that I thought yeah. let's play a little game Called Scandal or No Scandal. (laughs) Now, I'm gonna read out a fictional scenario, and I want you to tell me whether you think it's scandal or no (laughs) scandal. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, question one, Ash. Are you ready? Yeah. Moroccan finance minister handing over state contracts to his brother-in-law's construction company. Scandal or no scandal? No scandal. No scandal. So you're saying it's corruption? Yes. Alright, next question. Conservative MP for Hackney South and Shoreditch using taxpayers' money to pay for his sex change. Scandal or corruption? Scandal! Alright, now this is the last question. Last question, Ash. It's a tough one. Yeah. MP for the Labour Party born in London mm but his parents are from Nigeria. Corruption, 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 corruption. Thanks for coming, Ash. Join us next week for more Scandal or No (laughs) Scandal. Another thing that caught my eye was the following sentence. Rahman has made a successful career out of branding his critics racist and Islamophobic. Mm. Now, is that the only way that Look for Rahman
0: was successful in Tower Hamlets? No, it is the short answer to that. Look for Rahman in Tower Hamlets. During the time that he's been mayor, there have been a lot of aesthetic changes in Tower Hamlets. So, if you were to walk around, there's lots of new estates that have, be- have emerged, no- lots of new homes that have been built, old estates have been refurbished, there's a lot less. Crime in Tower Hamlets. If you walk around Tower Hamlets now, it's a much different place than what it was ten years ago. For example, yeah.
1: What about the improvements on education and under uh, Lutfur's? Uh, well, I, look for I
0: was very keen to point out that in 1997, Tower Hamlet schools were voted the worst in the country by Ofsted. Wow. And I think 2013 or 14, uh, Tower Hamlet schools were voted second in the country to Westminster Council, which is the most affluent part of the country. So that is a significant improvement in the quality of education that you have anywhere but especially someone like Tower Hamlets which has historically not had a very good record on on educating its kids
1: so we can say he's achieved a fair bit of success
0: you know like the other week we were talking about manifestos and how they are never delivered upon yeah on this occasion not only did Lupa Rahman deliver beyond his manifesto but there were lots of things outside of that manifesto which he didn't promise from the beginning that he also did deliver but the difference is that he did go about doing things in a very eccentric way there were lots and lots of scandals associated with with him.
1: Now you're yeah. actually an expert on this topic. You've written a lot about Tower Hamlets and and Lutfer Rahman. Yeah. I mean, what happened during the trial? I mean, do you think it was a fair trial? Do you think it was given a you know due process?
0: Well, looking at the report from the judge and the report was 200 pages, so that was, is, is a substantial judgment. And the judge, you know, one of his key points was that he thought that Lookfor Rahman and his political party had spiritually influenced the Bangladeshi community in Tower Hamlets. So this is
1: relating to the letters written by 101 imams which
0: yeah there was a letter uh, signed by 101 imams where they praised for Rahman's achievements in the borough and they said that they would support his re-election I mean did they say that you would go to hell if you didn't vote for him or no, anything they, like that they, no in the letter it was there was a statement of his achievements and they supported him in the uh, re- in his re-election and they said that we think it's a good idea if you vote for Lupa Rahman. So so, there was nothing <laughs> set in that letter that suggested that they would go to hell if they didn't vote Vote for, so I mean, how is, is that any
1: different from businesses putting posters outside their shops saying we're support- we're supporting the? Yeah, series. and
0: that's the point. I mean, that's the a fundamental part of democracy and how democracy works, whether it's right or wrong, is that uh, politicians and political parties have constituents. They have block voters within a segment of society. So, for example, the Labour Party will have the working class traditionally. Conservatives will have uh, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, and they will deliberately target those communities or those blocks in order to get votes from them because they're. Policies are favourable by those members of the electorate. Yeah. So in that sense, what Lutfor Rahman had done, supposedly, according to the judge's report, in uh, in Tower Hamlets was no different from what any other politician anywhere else in the world who works within a democratic system has done, in that they've contacted uh, and tried to curry favour with constituents who they thought would favour their policies. That's what happened. But here it was uh, deemed as undue spiritual influence, which for the life of me, I can't work out. <laughs> Now, Lutfur Rahman has also been accused of
1: several other things like bullying people at polling stations or mm. distributing grants in order to gain votes from his constituents. Yeah. At the same time, you mentioned earlier that he's achieved spectacular things above and beyond what his manifesto suggested. Mm. I mean, does that make it okay to do these kinds of things? Or
0: Well, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's all right to be corrupt. I don't think you should be sort of abusing your office. There's no way that I would think that's okay or not. I would advocate that. And if Lutfur Rahman has done any of those things, and maybe he has maybe he hasn't but if he has done those things then he should certainly be reprimanded for that and that's unacceptable he needs to know that what makes this situation complicated is that here is a man who is you know muslim he's a member of the ethnic minorities he's part of an independent uh, non-establishment party and he's very left-oriented so you know the policies that he has are sort of designed for old labor he he was an old Labourite, so he's sort of pandering to that in a constituency which is you know riddled with housing shortages and poverty and all these other problems that normal people face every day but then there's the other aspect to it which is how long will a politician like that who is beyond the mainstream survive within the mainstream system because at the moment you know Right now, as we speak, Tower Hamlets is being directly run by Eric Pickles and the Conservative Party. Mm, Mr. Biscuits. Yeah, exactly. You know, a borough which has historically been very, very left. You know, you had the Communist Party elected here. So now you've got a centrally run Tory government running affairs in Tower Hamlets. So, you know, what's going on there? Just one final
1: question, Ash. So having heard all that, look for Rahman. Scandal or no (laughs) scandal? (laughs) Scandal.
0: The leaders of the three main parties faced tough questions from an audience on last Thursday's Question Time special in the last televised debate before the election. A snap poll declared David Cameron the winner, with Ed Miliband trailing second, and Nick Clegg last. But not all of the political pundits agreed with the assessment. As you might expect, assessing the winner of BBC Question Time's Leader Special depends very much on the political line taken by the paper you read, says the BBC. I mean, it is looking bleak. I mean, voting
1: in this election is like being a Tottenham fan. You support them. <laughs> but deep down you know you're going to be very disappointed. Do you agree with everyone then, Ash? you think David Cameron won the debates?
0: Uh, what, that David Cameron topped it? Yeah. Well, if by top you mean how many times someone can repeat the phrase long-term economic <laughs> plan yeah. and not be admitted to a mental asylum, yeah. then yeah, I think you smashed it. Because <laughs> he really has perfected that art of
1: deflection. I mean, he can talk his way out of anything. You can imagine him getting up on stage and saying, look, I... Just soiled myself. <laughs> I farted, and forecasts predict a strong possibility that I've followed through. But I believe if we have a strong economy, we can secure a better future for Britain <laughs> I mean that, that's politics in a nutshell yeah. isn't it I mean you got all these candidates you got Ed Miliband who policy aside looks like he can't even run a bath <laughs> let alone a country I mean after that bacon sandwich incident Ed Miliband had to take advice on how to eat properly even a bloody freshwater trout knows how <laughs> to eat I mean Miliband is not even PM yet and is already one nil down to a fish <laughs> and then we got the Lib Dems who are the political equivalent of an abandoned car park of the M1 (laughs) I mean they're just soul destroying but in a very mediocre way Mm. You know, absolutely no substance, no function, no clout. Mm. But they're, they're your favourites, aren't they, the Lib Dems? Who's that, the Lib Dems? I yeah. love the Lib Dems.
0: Yeah, they're great. I really love voting for a political party that is going to completely betray you at every, <laughs> at every juncture of their being. Let's talk about UKIP. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of Nigel Farage?
1: Yeah. I mean, he sort of displays all the hallmarks of someone who talks a lot faster than they think. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, UKIP, <laughs> at, at the moment, I mean, ukip they're like dogs. Yeah. Aren't they in the sense mm. that they can smell fear? Yeah. A bit like another one of your personal favourites, Katie Hopkins. Oh, fantastic. We should apologise to our listeners for hiding behind sarcasm because I think it's a bit rude in this country to just tell someone to fuck
0: off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> But this election, I mean, it's a bit like Game of Thrones, isn't it? We've had betrayal, secret pact, (laughs) scandal, more betrayal. I mean, who would you say Ed Miliband is in Game of Thrones? Oh, he's definitely got to be Jon Snow, hasn't he? (laughs) Why is that?
0: Well, because he's you know fighting the wildlings from over the wall.
1: So we're saying that SNP are the wildlings to the north beyond the wall.
0: Yeah, they 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 you know they certainly command the world wildlings. yes. Yeah,
1: and that Ed Miliband has been forced to make a pact with and then subsequently betrayed. Well, he
0: fell in love, didn't he? Yeah. He did what the Daily Mail mail accused him of doing, which is yeah. having girlfriends. Yeah. So he got a girlfriend who was a wildling. Yeah. Promised her the world, and then did one at the <laughs> earliest occasion. But well,
1: I like that. I like the link that you've suggested between Jon Snow and Ed Miliband because, in a way, they've both got massive expectations that they can't fulfil. Mm. Jon Snow because he can't really leave his brothers on the wall. Yeah. And Ed Miliband because he's about as useful as an inflatable dartboard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's talk about this this potential coalition. Do you think it's going to happen? Because the way that I understand it is that we've regards to Miliband and Sturgeon nothing brings two people together like hating on a third person in this case David Cameron. Well
0: Miliband's ruled out the coalition hasn't he? Yeah. He said there's no way on earth that he would get into a coalition.
1: Yeah because politicians have never gone back on their word before. No they
0: haven't but also he'd done that because it's you know this it's a classic political short-termism so right now he's thinking if I give the impression that I'm going to lose the election then that's right right, I want to win the election so I'm going to completely rule it out and also one of the factors behind why they want, don't want to go into coalition, the Labour Party, with the SNP, mm. is because the SNP is a separatist party. It wants the breakup of the United Kingdom. Right, right. Mil- Ed Miliband realises that this will potentially be damaging, toxic for his swing voters, who mm. are unionists, and so he's, you know, maintained this line that he doesn't want to go into coalition, because that would mean admitting that the SNP have a credible mission, mm. which he doesn't want to do.
1: So if Ed Miliband is Jon Snow and Nicola Sturgeon is one of the wildlings, yeah. who is David Cameron in all
0: well, he's got to be Ramsey Bolton, hasn't he? Right,
1: sadistic, twisted
0: individual. And also one that's got a sycophantic lackey hanging around who he sort of oh. demasculates. <laughs> I, <And> wonder, <laughs> I wonder who that could be.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, this week we've got something new for our listeners. A message from government-sponsored extreme liberal Muslim, Mo Saeed. Enjoy! Mo
2: said! If you want to check your Muslim, just check with me! me. Welcome to The Judgment with me, Mo Said, where we judge Muslims according to our correct moral standards. If you're a Muslim fascist who thinks your Islam is the right one, we will expose you, because our Islam is the right one. This week's Judgment News is sponsored by the Quilliam Foundation. The Quilliam Foundation. Think of us like a Muslim pest control. I, along with many other liberal Muslims, have always said drawing the Prophet is not a problem. In fact, I supported a t-shirt campaign with the faces of all the Prophets, all 124,000 of them. But Islamists were predictably angry and we had to shut up shop. Which reminds me, if anyone wants to buy bed linen or curtains with the faces of all the prophets, please send us a message. Muslim products. Now, I receive a lot of death threats from people who do not like what I say. But I will not stop saying it. Because I am a freedom lover. In fact, I love freedom so much that I am recording the following message in the nude. I love the nude. Brothers and sisters. And I do not mean that in a Muslim exclusionary way. I mean literally, brothers and sisters, please send my love to Mama. And back to the show. My dear listeners, a recent event demands my attention and commentary as a leading Muslim intellectual. And I will not bow down to pressure. It is highly uncomfortable to do so, particularly in the nude But the events in Garland, Texas, demands my commentating. A security guard was shot in the leg after two so-called Muslims opened fire at an exhibition organized by the The American Freedom Defense Initiative. It was a simple art exhibition where the organizers awarded the best drawing of our prophet with $10,000. It was a bold move by my freedom lovers who dared to stand against the jihad against freedom. Beautifully coined phrase by the key organizer Pamela Geller of the Stop Islamization of America organization of America. Now she has some extreme views. For example, she is plastering the New York subway with posters of the Twin Towers on fire with Quranic verses next to them, which has angered even more sensitive so called Muslims. I do not like these posters. But I will defend them to the death-ish, because Pam has the right to say what she likes. But at this particular event, Miss Keller and Gert Wilders, the Dutch Member of Parliament and leader of the Party for Freedom, were not doing anything wrong. They said some things about Muslims being violent and barbaric. But shooting up the place by these so-called Muslims have only gone and proved them right. And to my fascist communist listeners out there, yes, I know... 59 people were shot in the 48 hours after these shootings in Garland, Texas. But 48 hours is a long time. It's two whole seasons of Jack Bauer. And yes, you can come back with, well, 21 of these 59 people that were shot have now died as a result of the shootings. Yes, those are some tragic statistics. But unless you have a lisp, are statistics really that scary? Do we tell our children, eat your vegetables or statistics will get you? Do we tell our people statistics will come and conduct love jihad on your daughters? Do statistics chop your hands off if you steal? Do statistics spend your tax money on their own birthday party? And are you ever invited? Strange line of inquiry, you might say. Well, they said the same about Copernicus. The three innocent people that were shot dead in Menasha, Wisconsin, and the two sisters found dead in an abandoned car park in St. Louis, Missouri, on the same day as the Garland shootings, they might be dead. But we don't know why they were shot. They probably provoked it. However, the innocent people at the freedom gathering in Garland did nothing wrong. They were there to express their desire to be free. Yes, Wilde has said, and I quote, Islam is the Trojan horse." In Europe, if we do not stop islamification now, Eurabia and netherrabia will just be a matter of time. End quote. And awesome Dutch accent. And that's all I have to say. It is now said by me, Mo said, Mo said, if you want to take your Muslim just take with me. Yeah.
0: Okay, so it's emails time now, so Rosie, take it away.
2: This question's from Josephine in Lewisham, who says, Hello, the Muslims are coming. I've got a Pakistani friend who's told me to vote for UKIP because there are too many Pakis in (laughs) (laughs) Irford.
0: Billy, you're a Gujarati. Do you hate fellow Gujaratis? The answer is no. Oh, okay and so why does this Pakistani man hate fellow Pakistanis
1: Well I'm wondering who what is the identity of this particular Pakistani individual I mean it seems to me like it could be a Mr Afzal Amin <laughs> 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 Has he been loitering around Ilford recently, yeah. spreading this <laughs>
0: He's hatred. been sending us emails. He's yeah. been hanging around with our listeners, <laughs> trying to infiltrate and create divisions in that community. Yeah. Where was Josephine from? Milton Keynes. Lewisham. Trying to create divisions in Lewisham. <laughs> thank you once again for listening to The Muslims Are Coming since last week we've managed to attract another Twitter follower so big up to Game of War spam <laughs> if you like this podcast please share with your friends also please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the MAC podcast so until next time it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me goodbye
1: Bye. <laughs> Um, hello, the Muslims are coming. So I was seeing a girl, and I was completely in love with her, and I gave her everything I had. I offered up my entire being to her, and she basically completely fucked me over. Um, what should I do? Um, <laughs> I think if you're going to ask for advice from the Muslims are coming for your relationship problems, then I think you probably don't deserve to be in a relationship. <laughs>